Welcome to Awesome Season 3, the podcast where we tell you whether a movie is awesome, so-so, or meh. I'm Matt. No, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. I'm LJ. This season, we're screwing with the space-time continuum, so you don't have to. Mm. We're back. No, it's working. I'm adjusting the, the the frequency on my uh, on the microphone. You're taking that joke from last week and bringing it back. Ah, I got a pause, but boom! <clears throat> there, it tapped out that time, buddy. It did. The, the microphone definitely heard that one. It did hear that. It heard the kaboom. All right. Well, uh, we're back a week later in our same clothes. We saw, we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Dave doesn't change. Well, no, we all changed. Yeah. Dave is it's just Dave. I don't know if Dave's left this room yet. <laughs> there He's is been a, working really hard mixing the last there is, a pile, there is a pile of bucket in the corner and toilet paper coming out of it. How did, so. how did, how did the family are, photos turn out, Dave? Oh, uh, they were fine. Yeah, is that trash still in the trash bin? Oh, uh, let's not check on that. <laughs> did the raccoons get to it? <laughs> you mean my children? Yes. yes. Uh, I, the listeners weren't here for those jokes, so they have no idea what you're that's talking about. That's okay. All right. So we want we can, to we can, we can fill the listeners in when we get to our respective houses. Starring uh, some Dennis characters. Quaid. Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid, yes. And Jesus. And Jesus. Uh, Angel Eyes, actually, I like to prefer to him because that's one of my favorite movies. Or Frequencies, I like to call him. Hey. <laughs> Did you pick up on this, LJ, real quick? This is just a very side non-issue, but... Good. Okay. Uh, Dennis Quaid's wife was played by the girl from Lost. Julie, yeah. Juliet. Juliet. And did you catch the name of the bad guy? Ben. The cop? Ben? Jack Shepard. Oh, no. That's right. What His does that mean? was Jack Shepard. Jack, Jack Shepard was is, is... Matthew Fox's character on Lost. On Lost. Okay. The girl who played Dennis Quaid's wife in Frequency mm-hmm. was an actress on Lost. Okay. So it's just funny that... Oh, see, I noticed more... Now, does the, the girl... I, I noticed the, more of the names. Julia and Juliet. Oh. Those are her is, names on in the movie and on the show. She had... Like, I was like, I didn't oh. notice that, but I do remember at first I was like, Shepard. Yeah. I was, I was like, is she I, the same person? No. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. The, in the yeah. 60s. Yes. Yeah. No, because in Frequency, at the end of the movie, it's modern day and she's old. Is she old in Lost, given that the movie happens 15 no. years later? She's young. Okay. But but Lost is also time travel-ish. Yeah. yeah. So maybe she changed her age. I haven't seen any of Lost. Oh. You've seen none of Lost? It's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a really good show. I saw that there was an airplane that exploded. Yeah, that's honestly well, what I thought at first, too, and I was like, cool. It more so crashed. Yes. But it's um, honestly, despite what people say about the ending, overall, Lost is a TV show that definitely shaped and changed a lot of TV to come. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was, I didn't hate the ending. I was fine with it. I was, me too. I was I fine with it, too. Which, by the way, that it's new show... to color an entire series by one episode. Well, I, espe- I think that's espe- pretty bad. Especially when it's... Wait, wait. The ending does you, have a lot of power. Did you though. did you just make make the case that you shouldn't judge an entire series on one on its final episode? Yeah. Okay. You who says that Indiana Jones four doesn't exist because in your mind that would ruin Indiana Jones one. That's twenty five percent of the episodes. If you want to call I, it that, way. I have to That's, argue that a that last, is a good argument. Right a there. last episode though does hold a lot of weight, especially for a show like Lost. Especially for a show with that's heavy on mystery and confusion. Well, something like uh, Lost is building up to what is going on. It's not a it's it's a drama of sorts, but it's it's not like okay. They died or whatever. Right. You're waiting for some conclusion and to basically right. not get one. Right. It's, it's not like a it does kind of. Suck. It's not like your normal like cop drama or or a yeah. episode like a show like that where it's yeah. like oh it wraps up this cool story arc that the characters were going through. Yeah. yeah. Or well, they people, kill a character. I don't like. People that. got upset about uh, the way that Seinfeld ended, but it doesn't matter how it ended. I think Seinfeld. I actually like Seinfeld's ending. Seinfeld's ending was great. I yeah. think it, I think it's funny that it pretty much comes back to bite him that they're all pretty much. Stuck together. Stuck together, and they're all big a-holes. Yeah, they're four yeah. self-centered people who are stuck together. Yeah. And that and that's just... I think it's funny. Um, but see, then but then I can turn around and say... But see, to me, How, you're made your, how I Met Your Mother is very similar, where mm-hmm. it was something you're trying to figure out the whole time. 
I think How You Made Your Mother, though, isn't the last episode. I think it was the the last season with that last episode. Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care the way it turned out. It was like they did this whole it was, final it was season. Me, it was pick one or the other, right? Well, and it was this whole final season about how important this one particular relationship was between Barney and Robin, and the whole thing was their wedding, right? And super important. And then in the finale, they just they got married, and then it was like, and then like they were like. Oh, and then they divorced. They decided and, they can't and, and now together. Ted's actually going to go back and get with Robin. And then yeah, Ted's going to go after Robin. So mm-hmm. it was like, say they rob you from a whole season, right? Yeah, like at the midpoint of the season, have the wedding, and then spend several episodes where Barney or, and Robin like have a problem and they break up or whatever, or just have something where it just. I mean, or you could just do everything and just cut that part where Barney and Robin get split together, and Ted doesn't go out and try to find anyone new, and just end it with. Like, and that's... Yeah. Like, Speaking of frequency... <laughs> Anyways, okay. The frequency, pretty much to give you a point, is the Northern Lights um, cause magic on this one house that that the child has never moved out of. But, yeah. I, yeah. But, hang on. Dave, before you moved here... No Northern Lights at my house. I, uh, lived, you know, uh, I lived there for... You never moved out? 40 years. Um, <laughs> if you want to call the six months I did at APU in the dorms. Yes, I do want to call it that. All right. <laughs> at, least so, at least so in this movie we have an explanation for why the radio is doing what the radio does. It's not just some mystical... Right, at least but that's I- such a hand-wavy explanation. What... Oh, so how dare the mailbox just work that way? This radio doesn't just work that way. It works because the Northern Lights. Right. But why do the Northern Lights do that? Because they just do. It's well, the same. You just backed it up one more step. It's the same thing about like when they go like, "Oh, people are acting weird. It must be a full moon." But they yeah. give an explanation. They yeah. do give. One, it and sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah, people do that. You know, they're oh, the, people are whatever. It's the it's full the moon. Long. You're it's acting weird. It's a full moon. It's, it's the a lost argument. The explanation is, oh, there's a, a magic wheel and light in the ground. Right. So, well, that's how Star right. that's that's Trek. That's how Star Trek does it too. The warp drive off of dilithium crystals. What are right. those? Nothing. But I mean, we one just word. give a reason. But, but, one word, but it, it does give a reason <laughs> rather than just being like, why did it do that? Because it did. That's yeah. all. And. I have to say, I don't like the way it started. Very frustrating. Because they're walking... So, at the very beginning, he's a firefighter, and there's mm-hmm. a truck that, that crashes. That is a firefighter. Yep. There's a truck that crashes and spills fuel everywhere, and starts a fire, mm-hmm. and the fuel's leaking into the sewer, fills yep. up the sewer, and he has to go in there and help them. Yes. And there's a sparking wire <laughs> in the air. Yes. But somehow it doesn't start the fire until it touches... The liquid itself. That's right, because but the most liquids, flammable part of the fuel is the liquid. Don't tell me otherwise. Liquid is not. No, that's not Dave, true. that's no why you have to Don't shoot, you dare. Dave, that's why you if have to you, shoot a bullet into a gas tank to cause it to explode. If you took a match and submerged it in gas, it would go out. That's ludicrous. It's the fumes that burn. No. So here it is sparking around in the fumes, and they're like, oh, we're safe. You have to shoot. We're safe until it hits the fuel. <laughs> right. What you, if it wasn't fuel? What if it was a flammable liquid that was a low VOC? Except that it said it was fuel. They mislabeled the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you have to <laughs> shoot a bullet into the you gas You don't know what it was fuel for. Yeah. yeah. Gas yeah. doesn't just ignite. You have to, It has to be hit with something. There probably Newton's is. Law. There probably is a liquid that's flammable that doesn't that doesn't necessarily give off flammable I vapor. So. I think it's the vapors of liquids that burn. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about Wait, wait, wait. What? Fuel you don't know? How is this the one thing you don't know? But I do know that it, for gasoline, it's too it's practical. Oh, absolutely, yes. It's too normal and practical. He only knows yeah. how. Well, you know. they also had your favorite one of your another one of your favorite. Um, uh, uh, what are those things in tropes. the tropes? Where he's like watching the the fireball explode. Yes. And it's like moving slowly and, down the. Oh, yeah. And then all he oh, and he, he got out of the sewer just in time. Yeah, that fireball would have moved through that sewer the instant it started. To yeah. the instant it. He's fast. He's really fast. He's faster than the guy in skyscraper. No, not only is he fast. But the three other people who were ahead of him. They're all they're all Flash. Who yeah. he had to wait for. Um, so, Dennis Quaid is a fireman. He has a kid who... who Nicknamed Chief. 
And Little he's got Chief. A, Little Chief. And he's got a sweet lunch meat radio. Yes. All right. Del- Deli. Oh, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> I like it. Adam radio. <laughs> lunch meat radio. Okay. Yeah. And Damn. then, uh, and then we flash forward 30 years or how? To an alcoholic cop. To an alcoholic yeah, cop. Yeah, there's really no in-between. No. There's really not. You no. just get a little bit about him before, that he's a firefighter, and then all of a sudden... And then, then you, all of a sudden you see drunk Jim Caviezel getting called chief by his girlfriend and as he walks out of him. You don't know which, how he dies. Which, by the way, you by don't the know way, anything. Well, you don't know that he dies or... You don't, yeah, you don't know anything. Right now, Spoiler alert. I do think it was weird that the girlfriend called him chief as well. So it's like that nickname, not only was a dad-son nickname... But also, like when he used in bed. So yeah, when he's in bed, he likes to call by. He likes to think of his dad. Hey, I I don't understand uh, this sexual thing about girls saying "oh, daddy" to like guys. Like that's yeah, that's creepy. weird. That's really <laughs> that's weird. Really weird. So anyway, um, hey Eva, does he make you call him daddy? No, no. <laughs> so weird. Sergeant, gross. Yes. <laughs> Um, chief, captain. But now, my brother. To be fair, uh, my my brother has been Uh-oh. called Buddy since like he was a kid, and now everyone in his life, fifty years later, still calls him Buddy. Wife when his wife else. is going down on him, she calls him Buddy. Yeah, I, but, but that's because I don't know about. But my that's brother. because his name is Bud. <laughs> but also, this is, my brother's name is Donald. Nah, Bud. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> Donald Arthur. But he smoked a lot of butt. Yeah. <laughs> not but. at all. He's literally could not since he's in the uh, air force in a uh, top secret position. I but anyways, I so guarantee. But, 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 but right. having a nickname Buddy seems a lot different than in bed with your girlfriend. Her calling you Chief. We don't, listeners. We don't see them in bed at all. Oh, no, I saw. I saw the uh, we, R-rated. We don't right. know that she would call. Bottom, him bottom chief line is like, why else would she call him Chief? I mean, it's seen, it's no, just, maybe she's always called him Chief, and that's why the kid is Little Chief. That's what? no, no, no. The girl, Jim Caviezel's girlfriend, who is the little kid. Jim Caviezel is a kid. I hope I didn't spoil a big part of the movie for you. No, Jim Caviezel's girlfriend calls him Chief when he's in his thirties, when he's oh. thirty-six, and, and, when, when, and when you first meet Jim Caviezel. And, She's like, I'm tired of this shit, blah, blah, or whatever she's bitching about, and then walks out and he's just like, sorry, I just had three beers already. <laughs> or whatever he's doing. Pretty much shows that he's a addicted to his job and addicted to alcohol yeah. guy who the cl- has the no classic cops. Yes. Yeah. Classic cop trope. And he yeah. wears that damn black leather jacket, I think, in every damn scene he's in. Uh-huh. Um, hey, always bet on black. <laughs> But overall, they do jump talk to talking to each other through the ham radio right quickly. Yeah, like I was waiting for a long build up, and it's like, nope. It's like in the his, first his his friend his best friend's son finds the ham radio and he gets it out, and he, but he just has it out, and then at some point, then like shortly thereafter, um, a person starts talking to him over the ham radio. He doesn't know who it is. Yeah. And then they start talking about baseball because they're both familiar with, with it. The, the, the Mets World Series. And one of them says, oh, the, you know, something about, like, the Mets are never going to win or whatever. Or whatever. And the other one's like, what are you talking about? They win. And so... Not, he says, like, oh, well, he hits that, like, homer in the seventh inning and da-da-da-da-da. And, and, the, and De- Dennis Quaid, who's back in the 50s, is like, or whatever, the, the 60s, 60s, is like, no... What? The game's on tonight. Yeah. And then he watches the game. And, and there's some weird, like, interference that they have to yeah. like, cut off the And then, there's, then he watches the game and goes, what? And then eventually they... But they catch on to who each other are also pretty, pretty quickly. Well, yeah, because he calls he calls his son Little Chief. Like, but it took him a little while. For, first, it took him a while to realize that they were actually communicating in time. And then it I feel like it took another couple meetings until they realized... No. It was, it like was the a second, second meeting. meeting. But I think what happened is... It was um, either the second or third. I think the second meeting he started to believe him, and then the third is when they realized. Or who maybe each other fourth, were. they realized we we're because that's who they're, they're, no because the third I think is when he says, "Hang on, would you say your call number is again or whatever?" Yeah. And they read they read because he said like little chief. He's like he's like oh my dad used to call me that or whatever. <laughs> and then they go through the thing, and then that that meeting that conversation, Dennis Quaid doesn't believe him, but he's like, "No, you're gonna die tomorrow." Turn, don't, don't follow your instincts, go the opposite way. And so then when Dennis Quaid 
does that. And does great Because he also hears the, um, he also goes into great detail about what's going to happen in the baseball game. There's going to be a, the ball's going to hit him in the foot, or, and there's going to be like a, a some kind that of a later. stain on the that's, that's, that's when he, that's, that's later. later. That's, a, later that's a different story, but he does give them the more, details. he gives, he gives them more details about who's going to strike out. They keep you. Oh, that's right. That's the, that's the Andre Brower but story. At, at the beginning, when they first started figuring this out, Right away they jumped to something that kind of confused me. It sort of makes sense, but the Northern Lights are letting him communicate through this ham radio over time. Yes. But it's also allowing them to like live change things because he can burn the desk, yeah, and have right. it instantly well, no, change. Which, which is which I liked. I liked that. But shouldn't it have already been burned? Well, no, because they're actually affecting time. They're changing it. Because it's literally exactly like the lake house in the terms of they're talking over Because they also put something in the floorboards. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's because they are they are changing time. It's not like the past was set. It's like, because once he saves his dad, mm-hmm. he even says, I have all these memories now that I, that I know both. I know you living and I know you dying. Because he gets implanted in a sense with... All the memories of his childhood now. He's like an anchor. And they did have of, to make of his, sure of that his dad living, and he has all these things of him growing up with his dad and doing all this stuff with his dad. And he also still remembers what life was bef- like before he and saved I his love dad's the, life. I love the subtlety of when first he's at work, he's uh, a, an alcoholic, and he's just a, a, a cop or whatever. After his dad, after he saves his dad the next day. They appreciate at the at the station it's, or whatever when he's interacting with people. They seem to be more positively inclined towards him. Like his entire personality must have changed for the better. Then, uh, just the next day, he he gets the new flash of memories while he's sleeping that night, and that his mom was murdered. And then, then his mom, yeah, his mom wasn't around. He didn't know she was murdered. He just knew she wasn't there. Because he finds out at the police station that she yeah, was he, murdered. No, he just knows that she okay. dies. He, he tries to he tries to call her. No, and it's but, not he, but, he, but he has flashes of her funeral. Yeah, right. So when he goes to the police station, though, they all treat him like a piece of crap because since he had his dad but not his mom, it must have really warped his personality for all the years with his police crew. Uh, you know, I thought it was well, that scene in particular because I was confused as why his partner Satch was <laughs> like kind of frustrated with him or annoyed, and he came in like. What he, like, he hadn't shaved, and I assumed he was, like, drinking a bunch still. So I just thought it was, like, Satch was, like, uh, you want to drink, you drink on your own time. I know he didn't say this, but you want to drink, you do it on your own well, time. Like, you, you're you a detective. You come in, be clean, see, blah, blah, blah. I, I also didn't take it too much as his personality changing his head. I also took it more as, um, obviously, the people who are close to him at, the, at work, at the station, know that he drinks. And I think because of all these crazy things that he's experiencing with, my dad's alive. Oh, my dad died of cancer. Spoiler, you find that out. And then, oh, my mom was alive. Oh, my mom was dead. I think they also just think that maybe it's his drinking problems are coming further into work. And that's why they start becoming more negative with him. Because it's like, what's wrong? Your mom died, you know, 25 years ago. CR, this is us discussion. So, So were there limits on what they could affect? So he could burn the table, obviously. And he was able to put something under the whatever shelf. I don't think the, there was any limits to what the. But he told he told he told his best friend when his best friend was a child to invest in Yahoo. So, by not in so many words. Uh, so my question though was more: Could this only happen while the radios were connected? Is that what was altering time? No, because in real life, if you do something today, the results of it may last a long time, as you'll find out. In the but, future. Right, but in the future, he's already seeing what has already happened. Right. But he's seeing so, both sides. Because I mean by him because by him saving his dad, it caused his mother to die because the reason why his mother wasn't there at the hospital was she was at because the, she was she was at the she, morgue she got called wherever. away to deal with the father's passing. But now by saving him, stuff well, switched. It was even more so by saving his dad. His mom saves the killer. That's right. Yes. That's because if she hadn't been there, then they would have done the wrong medication or whatever it was, and he yes. would have died. Which you, it was funny. I, I don't remember noticing this the very first time I saw this movie, but when he, they find that body, 
at towards the beginning, <laughs> and he goes across the street to talk to the guy. I'm assuming to see like if he knows anything or right, whatever. Right. And there's photos in there of the guy's son, <laughs> and his son was the yes. cop. Yeah. And I, I mean, I hadn't no, put that together the very first time I saw it. No. And then when we watched it, I saw the photos, and I was like, oh, that's the killer guy. Yeah, well, I don't think you're supposed to fully catch on right when you first see it, because you're not supposed to know who the killer is. Yeah. You're not supposed to know the Oh, it's the been so yet. long that I had no idea. So I definitely yeah. didn't Oh, see, so I was like, because you're not supposed to know there even is a killer in the movie when well, you first at the, see that. At the begin- right. At the beginning of the movie, they do talk about... Oh, there's a serial killer. Like, there's a radio broadcast at the very, very beginning. Like, I think it's what the driver oh, yes. of the car that flips over. So that I mean, you know that having a radio thing that there's going to a killer is going to be involved in this somehow. Right, but I'm saying like you're not going to know that that is right. anything. Sure. I mean, typically, all that really did is probably say that that person had a role in it mm-hmm. because the fact that they did spend time showing his pictures and talking about how he used to be a cop or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily play into. Anything other than okay, he's probably connected somehow into what's going to happen. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's true. Actually, I knew that those stories were more pertinent than let on because I've seen them before. So when we got to because Eva, it was her first time, and I just wanted to get everything she could out of it. So I was like, I'd pause the movie and be like, "Did you hear that little clip about the murder?" Well, you know, pay attention to that because it's this thing. And so, you know, because this, this movie is a little bit complex. Also, really bad old person makeup. The cop looked horrible as an old man, and Dennis Quaid's makeup wasn't that much better. I think mm. Dennis Quaid was fine. I didn't notice anything wrong with Dennis Quaid. Me either. I don't, they I, don't really look like they did that much to Dennis Quaid. You thought the cop looked bad, really? When he was old, yeah. Mm. The the old person makeup they used for both him and Dennis Quaid, I thought was not. Oh, see, I, I, thought, I didn't think it was that bad at all. The killer cop. Hmm. The I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't know that, um, uh, what, who's the guy that plays Captain Holt? Andre Brower? Yeah. I didn't know that he only played police detectives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what does it say? Um, I thought it was a cool way to do a mystery, in a sense, because yeah. they're, I mean, in a sense, they're solving, it's a, it's... It was an evolving mystery. Right. I mean, realistically, yes, you have the relationship with the father and son and that healing there, but it's also a mystery about how to catch this, who is the guy, how to catch him, what can we do, all of these types of things. But the way they're doing it is through communication of knowing the, the future to talk to the past and figure out how we could do, how we could solve different things. And no love story. No budding romance. No, because the only two relationships are... So let's start between a dad and a son. Yeah. But yes. no, I'm saying, like, the, 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 the dad and the mom are together the whole time, other than when they're dead. Yes. When one of them takes, when they take turns dying. Mm-hmm. Son and, ends up with his girlfriend son, back but at the, the end. Girl, the girlfriend has... Married with kids. Married yeah. with kids. That has, like, no rule. Like, has yeah. no, has no, she has no role, really, other than, oh, that's the, that's the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like there's a... She's, she shows up three times. At the beginning, when he goes and finds her in the library, and she's like, who the hell are you? Because he's, because everything's changed. Yeah. And then at the end, she's his... Uh, pregnant wife. Right. So or, yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, yeah, I actually sort of enjoyed that, that there wasn't like a squeezed in romance. Yeah. Uh, Some studio executive out there was like, dang it, are you sure we can't? <laughs> are I'm we curious sure? how they're, how they're, this is jumping way ahead, but I was curious how they were going to fix the radio. Because like, uh, you see them fixing it on one, I was like, are you going to see the, but they just kind of fuzzy blurred it. Yeah, I do like that that the Aurora Royale was so strong that even though that the even though the radio got broken, mm-hmm. they were able to fix it and it still picked up the future signals. Oh, absolutely. I thought it would have been cool if, the, if it turned out that the future radio was unplugged or something. Oh, which also, if the past radio got broken, it did before, break the it bro- it broke it broke the future one. But when it got broken, yeah, it yes. should have broken for all time, and then it would have broken the whole communication no, no. strand. Oh, I see what you're because saying. Because if it no, let's say 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 they were talking through January, and it got broken January thirty first of two thousand, and the future is in two thousand ten. Well, it should be broken now because it broke at the end, and it did break. I'm confused. No, it, it, it's causing a paradox. He's saying if at any time Dad breaks the radio, it would never function again. Presumably, Dad only fixed the radio because he really wanted to talk to his son. But you could argue, 
on the other side of the okay. paradox. Yeah. Maybe Dad was just a tinker, and he would have fixed it anyway if it if it, it just naturally broke for one reason or another. No, okay. Here's the thing, though. Is okay. The one my only okay. Except that it you broke think, for Dad for Dad. Okay, for Dennis it, Quaid it broke because the kids got excited to talk to the guy, right? No, no. It, it broke because the cops were coming in to uh, uh, to bring Dad downtown. Yeah. To question him about why he's oh, okay. and in in the ensuing whatever it got knocked over. But you have to think, Dennis, because for Dennis Quaid it was present. So for Dennis Quaid's character, he already had talked to his son. Right, he wants to fix it so he can start that conversation again. We already learned for Jim Caviezel that he has memories of both. So he already. He himself remembers talking to... He would have already remembered talking to his dad all those times. Mm-hmm. Just like how he remembered his dad dying when he was eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he remembers his dad living until he died of cancer for smoking. Right. So he has both memories. So you could argue, too, that... So the son might have already said, he Hey, isn't that the broken radio? That's now fixed, that I'm able to talk on? Because it was broken when I was a kid? Well, well to no, be no. fair, he, the, the, the events uh, that they had changed time... Caused the radio to then be broken. Right. It actually wasn't broken originally right. because that event never occurred. Dad never got busted and brought in. Dad, for... Dad actually was dead at the time that the radio broke. Except because they, Dad, Dad dies like a week before all that. Except goes that down. they That's do right. acknowledge that whatever happens has to withstand the test of time to go to the future. That's right. Like the wallet, they said you have to hide somewhere so that somebody can't get to it. Yes. Right, but he had to break it for it to... I mean, Although, was, since he lived in the house all his life, it probably didn't really need to be hidden where nobody else could get it. <laughs> well, he had to hide it at least where someone wouldn't actually it, find it because they didn't know what it was. It totally yeah. brought me back to Bill and Ted's, though. Yeah. All right, Ted, hide the keys after this is over behind the trash can. Why? Just remember that. And then they reach behind the trash can. It worked! I mean, in the movie, once you start to change things, that changes how things went down. Yes. So, so it was working at the beginning of the movie because there had been no like there had been no his dad had, his dad had died. There had been no conversations where uh, the ham radio. I think we've established there's no paradox. Um, but what I did think was funny is there was a truly magical ham radio because they didn't apparently need to push the button to talk. Like no. at one point, Jim Caviezel just walks in the house. And he's like, hey, dad, dad, dad. He's not even at the speaker right. yet. Yeah. And then they're like yelling. When he, puts, when he puts the shoe in the box, he's like yelling. He's like, hey, son, I just put it in the box. And, and then um, he tapes the button down. Yeah. And then Caviezel is like overlooking at it, too. He's like, I found it. No, I, I, I honestly, I would not be surprised if there was either a delete scene or something we didn't notice where they do something. Because in the beginning... They're very. They they show yeah. them pressing the button all the time, so I guarantee there's something that they. I do. think they just got lazy. Well, I've never used a ham radio, so I don't know. But <laughs> I didn't think they acted like walkie talkies. They do. They do. Well, sorry. The only version of a ham radio ham radio I've used is a trucker uh, a CB radio CB radio, which works effectively the same. So I think they probably just got lazy. So you can't like, talk hey. over each other, right? Did they ever talk over each other? I don't think so. No. I didn't really pay attention to that because I didn't know that. Well, I think if you... You can't hear and receive at the same time. So you can... If you both pull the triggers and both talk, you will be talking over each other, but neither of you will be hearing. So... Hey, son, I put it in there. Dad, I found it. I put it in there, son. Yeah, I know. I got it. Yeah. Uh, I do like how... I mean, it is a little selfish because it's all about this one family saving themselves. I mean, yes, they do stop the killer from killing... But it's like, you see how it affects their lives? Now, by him, by them actually saving, have him saving both of his parents' lives and doing, solving this case and everything, does that, does that affect like a ton of other people's lives that we just don't care about because they're not in, in this? Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, like, actually. By the yeah. way, couldn't you have just whispered, by the way, Dad, get the killer. And if we make it through this, be sure to, if you ever hear of something called Microsoft in software, Buy their stock as early I don't understand as why he gave the tip to Gordo and not to like himself or or a, a similar tip to himself or his dad. Yeah, like hey Gordo, buy Yahoo. Hey Dad, also buy Yahoo. Yeah, no, hey, just da- Gordo. Dad, eventually you're gonna hear about yeah, you're gonna hear two companies. You're gonna hear about Macintosh and Microsoft. Invest in both of them. You'll be very happy in the future. Yeah. Like, if, if we make it through this, 
just buy stock. Yeah. Um, well, they, but, but they are the, they are the cause of an additional death because there is a fourth murder that they're not able to stop. Mm-hmm. Yes. What was right. The, so then that, that that those people's whole lives are messed up now. But don't worry, Jim Caviezel got his his mommy and daddy, so mm-hmm. we're a okay. They they get to play a, a cool softball. He saves game his dad twice. His dad was supposed to die. If this were Final Destination, <laughs> death would be pissed at Caviezel because yeah. he saves him from the explosion and then he saves him from cancer. Yep. No big deal. What was the warehouse they were in? The burning warehouse. Warehouse number two. I think it was a seed a seed factory. Maybe I don't know. Oh, maybe they were loading boats. Also known as testicles. Because there was this... Cause <laughs> the there, slide? There's this huge like curly slide that just shoots out into the water. Yeah, I didn't understand that. But like, now that I think about it, maybe that's where boats would dock and they would launch the bags of seed down there to load the boats. Sure. Maybe. Sure. Why wouldn't you I don't, go, I, I don't live at a port. There was a magic... I mean, they just there was a, a port slide and it's all like, no oh... That slide seemed fun. I don't know why you wouldn't have just gone to that... Uh, the first know. time, anyway. Yeah, just like you run up and you're but like, okay, going down the slide. There. You, you could, you could, he knows it's there. You could have taken the the issue that Dave loves in the beginning, where the fireball comes, but on the slide, the fireball could have been chasing them down the slide. <laughs> it was just, it was kind <laughs> this of this is a Donkey Kong. <laughs> it was an extraordinarily long slide. It was a very long slide scene. Yes, and all of a sudden he comes around the corner and it's like boarded off, and he shoots out, and they launch into the water. Yeah, it's, like, oh, it's very convenient. And I, I think the slide, the slide is very similar to um, oh, what do they have in modern factories where things? Oh, conveyor belt. It's like conveyor belt. Maybe so. It could be. I mean, if, I guarantee. I don't know. It was probably something now that we don't think about because they just have drone cranes doing stuff for us instead. Yeah, and they don't have like like four buff guys at the top loading things and pushing things down this slide to get onto the cargo boats or something and. Exactly. Four buff guys down there catching it and putting it where it needs to go. Yeah. So, because, I mean, buff guys are lame. All you need now is machines. Um, Who needs muscles? And, the, yeah, and so he saves his dad with the cigarettes as well, which was... He should, he, and that, but his dad now is big in debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they're going to outlaw um, menthol cigarettes. Because apparently that's like the very popular with teenagers is menthols. Because so uh, all the people doing vapes and now it's not cool. Or? No, because of all the cigarette teens smoke rarely, but when they do smoke, menthol is highly popular. So they want to make them illegal. Okay. Flavored cigarettes. Well, they already got rid of cloves. Yeah. Which were fine. Yeah, very popular with teens too. You can still buy clubs, just not legally. Yeah. It's just like, why? Well, that's, that's the war on drugs, right? You can still buy cocaine, just not legally. Yeah. I mean, the same thing with guns. You can have all the guns you want, and then all the people who could still get them illegally. Hey, it, Australia did it pretty good, though. Australia did it pretty good. Although, they didn't have nearly the gun, the uh, numbers of guns that we do. But Australia was able to pull off. They had guns for a while, and then they took all the guns away. They're also much so. smaller, and... Oh, highly less popular, populous, and and, and and uh, more uh, less are more isolated. Yeah. Um, given that they're their own island, given yeah. that they were a prison island, and I would also say, every time someone tries to compare with something, I always say, okay, there's differences between what certain countries can do and other countries because yeah. of the power they hold in the world. Australia, big country, that's not a third. I mean, it's a, definitely a first world country, but it does not have the same political sway that some European countries do, that the United States does, that, yeah. you know. Also, just because five people out of a hundred survive. That China does. I mean, there's certain countries that have yeah. too much pressure and too many other things going on where it's... Just because five people out of a hundred survive a head-on collision not wearing a seatbelt doesn't mean you shouldn't wear a seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. What works, what works, you okay, know. Okay, okay, we're going to talk about the seatbelt thing. Okay, why, I still don't understand, why is it illegal for me not to wear a seatbelt. Oh, yeah, no, I don't understand that. What's that? Why is it... Okay, I understand why it's illegal for me not to have my daughters buckled up. Why can't I drive without a seatbelt? Oh, um, because you would raise your church rates for the public. I'm assuming... I just feel like it's, it's a weird law, because it's like, you don't stop me from... 
other things I'm assuming that, that, that could lead thing, to death. The only thing that it could hurt by you not wearing your seatbelt is you. No. Not always, but in most cases. What, what else could be hurt? What I'm assuming... If you, if you swerve severely and it pulls you over to the side off of the wheel... Now your car is completely out of control because you're off of the wheel. I'm I'm assuming it's this. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I'm assuming it's money. I, I assume that they've looked at how much accidents cost where the person wasn't wearing a seatbelt, mm-hmm. how much it costs the government, hospitals, and insurance, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they said, this is too cost prohibitive, you know, and, and so we're going to make people wear their seatbelts. It has to be something like that because, because if it's all about... Also, safety. the government's big on paternalism. It, it, it's all, it's all, if it's all about safety, then they would outlaw certain foods yeah, and certain, say, if it's not, certain, certain, um, certain drinks, certain, certain, certain other things that lead to. If it's about you not harming yourself, there's a lot of things that then should be outlawed. Right. So but but a lot of those things, ourselves. a lot of those things make money because because yeah. McDonald's makes tons of money. Yeah, but I, harming, I, harming others, I get. Like you shouldn't speed. Yeah. Can't drive in oncoming traffic. Right, you drinking and driving hurts other people. Yeah, turn left on a red. That's I'm all assuming that the, the pain that it causes has to do with like money to the government yeah, or yeah. taxes. Because I just think it's silly. But it's like it's what? also paternalism. Well, also like you. Well, you are actually has... causing you are causing pain to friends, families that you know, loved ones when when well, you so, die. So, so but no, but the government doesn't really cancer. care about that. No, I, no, but I'm just saying there is there is an area in which right. you are well, causing yeah, pain. Yeah, so so are people who get lung cancer from right. smoking their whole lives. Yeah, but I think it's more. Not everyone has health insurance. Um, not and car not insurance. Car insurance. Car insurance is going to would rise if people had the ability to choose whether they wore seatbelts or not. So that would be a societal cost across everyone and. ER visits would rise because you'd have much more significant injuries all much more often with car accidents. And so then people without health insurance or car insurance in either case are punishing society for their own dumb choice. Except that so. they could easily just say if you weren't wearing your seatbelt at the time of the accident, the full burden is on you. Yeah, but people can file bankruptcy. Yeah, it really is a money issue because that makes more sense because I was wondering, I was like, like, why do we you don't care? deny health care to anyone for any reason. So you can always walk into an ER, no matter how stupid you've been. <laughs> so, so it seems like there's a lot of other things that would have to be restricted then to prevent stupidity. You don't no, walk but, into but, an but, ER from from uh, eating a cheeseburger today. You might walk into an ER in 30 years, but you're not going to walk into but, that. But, but, right, but, but the difference, no, 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 no. Cut themselves. The, diff- the difference is. Well, one is that doesn't raise as much stuff cutting yourself like that. Is but it's like the difference is with like eating horribly or smoking or something like that. That still makes them makes money because of taxes and marketing and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I mean, eating horrible food. America loves that people eat horrible food because they make money off of it. Right, right. People love the fact that people smoke. Otherwise, it would be outlawed, but they make money off of it. Yeah. Why not outlaw? I guess you make money off of ATVs, but people get hurt on those all the time badly. Well, alcohol is far more damaging to society than marijuana, and one of those was illegal for a long time, and the other one is one of them is still illegal. Yeah, at a federal level, that's true. So feds can come in. Yeah, prohibition needs to end. Yeah, that's coming in shit. Anyways, back to frequency. frequency. Oh yeah, frequency. <laughs> we, we, we frequently so, get off track. So pretty much they get on they get on this radio thing like we talked about, and they just talk to each other in time to prevent the dad from dying. Yeah. Well, no, it's to prevent the dad from dying and then fix what happened, which is that mom died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, some other women died. Yeah. At the at the expense of one person. Well, um, they tried to stop that one. He just got jumped by Jack Shepard. So, yeah. Jack Shepard, I was a little confused by him in how he knew who Jim Caviezel was. Jim Caviezel approached him in the bar and said, oh, were you on the force? Da, da, da. Yeah, and then, but, but why did he get so suspicious that he went and attacked Jim Caviezel? Because Jim Caviezel showed him pictures, and I think so much. Oh, okay. I think Jim Caviezel he said. told him, yeah, I know you're the guy. Yeah, he said, like, he named the first person. He's like, we found the body of, and then he names the first person. And I think he said, you're going to go down or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jim Caviezel. Yeah. He showed him that he knows all bunch, because then later he's like. And he may even you know actually doesn't even say I'm going to steal your life from you. Oh and no, you don't no, even no, okay, no, 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 right. I, 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 I know now. So, in the past, 
the the young Jack Shepard refers to Johnny on the radio. Oh. How did he know? He uh he did have his ID, maybe he ran like a search he had um he had taken Dennis Quay's ID for a minute. Maybe he just did some kind of a search on like who his wife, like who Cause, cause, his cause, family cause, is. Because he, he talks to Johnny the kid. Yeah, it, it might have been that he just That's like right, did he, a little bit okay. of background on him and found he, out. He knew and, he and the future him, you'd like, why didn't he attack him any time after that for those 30 years? Because the future him only knows the past changed the instant well, it did. I had a problem with, I did have a no. my problem with how it ends. And I'll get into that Okay, so, no, the past him, everything would have changed. Oh, no, because once he got involved in some of the time differences... No, because it takes the older... Hang on, what do you mean, the past him? Okay, so Dad chases him down to the docks. Dad thinks the guy got away or... No, he thinks he killed him. Oh, right. Yeah, he thinks he drowned him or whatever. But clearly, in movies or TV, if you don't see the body, they're not dead. Or at least in Game of Thrones. Well, and... And (laughs) And even then, sometimes. And I mean, in all slasher movies, you can see the body and they're still not dead. Right. That's true. But anyway, so Dad thinks that I mean, he got J- the J- guy. Jason's probably been dead 12 times, and he still yeah. comes back. Dad thinks he got the guy, but clearly the guy got away. But they're pretty, they know now, because they found the, the paraphernalia in the guy's house, they know that he's a bad guy. Which, by the way, if I was, if I was the cop's attorney, yeah. this is the reasonable doubt I would, I would say. You found this fireman's license at the scene of this crime. Yeah. Right? Then you find his fingerprints on the box with all the mementos. Right. His the his fingerprints would have been on that box. Uh, Dennis Quaid's fingerprints. Um, and Den- you know Dennis Quaid was in the house. Right. I would make the argument that Dennis Quaid snuck into my client's house in order to plant those mementos... Right. And um, was startled by the arrival of a highly well, decorated police officer. Okay. Yeah. So, when all of this happened in Dennis Quaid's time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, your question is, why didn't Jack Shepard continue to try to kill Dennis Quaid? Why didn't he come back and kill Dennis Quaid next year? Because he was missing a hand. No. No. Not yeah, he yet. Was. No. Not yet. Wait. Oh, you're... I'm sorry. Okay. I got you. He had 30 years to... No, no, no. You're oh, wait, he does. He comes back the next day. Yeah. Yeah, and he shoots his hand off. That's right. And then what happens... By the way, how freaked out would you have to be if 30 years from now you're watching as your hand disappears? Yeah. My guess is that his hand got shot off. He probably felt he was too... I'm guessing that character felt he was too um, involved in the situation. And the best thing for that at that time for him to do was disappear. The problem is that he was also currently fighting... The con- the, they were both fighting at the same yeah, time. Yeah, here's my problem with the ending. Um, he's wanted now for the murder of these women. Okay. Okay, so that's first. This cop is now wanted for the murder of these women. That's right. He's just had his hand cut off, or mm- shot off. No. No, He the very next day, oh, that night, he yes. then has his hand shut off. Yes. Right? Okay, now, smash cut to the Jim Caviezel timeline. Yes. Jim Caviezel has gone and visited him at this bar where he's a private investigator yes. who used to be a cop. And now he's a private investigator and Jim Caviezel's like, I know you did it. That's right. At the point that he was wanted for murder, uh, serial murder, and had his hand shut off. His shot, life should have changed. He, he would not have be, remained on the force. He would not have become a PI. He would not be hanging out in bars in Boston where yeah. he would want, where he would be seen. And he would never have come in contact right. with Jim Caviezel. I have a similar complaint about the ending of Time Cop, but I think we're watching no, that movie, so we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, so, then. okay. My, okay. So, if I understand it, the thing is, okay, when Jim Caviezel talks to him, he's a PI. And the reason why he's a PI now is that he lived... Because he died in the when the mom took he mm-hmm. was supposed to die but the mom healed him in the mm-hmm. in the ER or cor- corrected the medicine right. or whatever. And then um, he became a PI and I guess he became a PI right around. I would be surprised timeline wise if when the events of Dennis Quaid starting to when he started knowing that maybe people were on to him if he sort of started being more careful maybe <laughs> because I, I don't know because at that point in time. Um, I thought he retired as a cop, at, you know, after 30 years, got his pension, and then became a PI. That's what I thought his, his history no, but was. There, no, but there is a point where, because of what Dennis Quaid did, that there was two less women who died. No, there were seven less women who right. died. 
So he kills that, three in the original timeline. He kills ten in the new one. I thought it was eight. Yeah, but but as oh well, maybe it was no, either way. But I'm saying maybe it was at, at one point in the right at one point when um Jim John uh, Jim Caviezel is talking about the thing. He's like, what? There was only so many. He's like, what? You should know your mom was one. Oh of them. yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Jim Caviezel's mind hasn't fixed yet. Right. So he, he doesn't know everything yet. So he thought there was more. Yeah, you're right. right? She was the, the one. The one was the eighth victim. The original. They found the eighth victim who was the original. Right. But doesn't that number shrink down because of what Randy Quaid or uh, Dennis Quaid does? Not Randy Quaid. Different actor. <laughs> Very different. Yeah, he he effectively stops. Right, it. because I think because that because the cop. Or the, the yeah. you know, Jack Shepard knows that people are on him, so he sort of backs off a little bit because he knows that he, he has he needs to. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. But you're right that the weird, the weird thing is is certain things keep going where you can see the current effect. Mm-hmm. What random thing did Jim Caviezel have to do to make Jack Shepard? Because you would have thought if Jim Caviezel after the point that Dennis Quaid gets ever you know. Gets everyone on his case and everything, and he thinks Jack Shepard's dead in the water. At that point, Jim Caviezel does nothing, nothing to Dennis Quaid's character, or says anything to him that would change any of the past at that point, right? Right, yeah, at that point, he basically what happens is. Dennis Quaid's able to change the future because he hears his son like crying and then he shoots the guy. Right, but I'm saying is that. But, but that's yeah, that's it. Here's, here's think, how it should. Oh yes, yes. That okay. So that's that's why with the hand, why it works. Yeah, that, it's because, that's it's because that's what happens. Is at that point we don't know what happened as far as in the original in this the past. Now we're. Jack Shepard comes in, tax the family at the house. Right. We don't know what's going to happen there, but we do know that he's also attacking Jim Caviezel in the present. Right. And For no reason, though. Well, other than the fact that he already showed him all the pictures in the bar. But that wouldn't have happened. So we know... So that's a definitive... Hang on, why would that have... Because he would not have stuck around in Boston as a private investigator. Because in the 60s, they knew Jack Shepard was the killer of these of these nurses. And they he was a wanted man. So he would not have stayed around in Boston under the name of... Jack Shepard and worked as a private investigator because he'd be in prison. Yeah, so there's, he there's a paradox-breaking thing there, but I think, honestly, the directors probably do not anticipate your normal moviegoer to yeah. have this level of dialogue. Well, I am mean, talking this much. He wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I mean, well, I, he's ha- he's handless and wanted for murder. Well, he's not handless no, no, yet. he's not handless. Not handless yet. It, he, I was just saying, because, the, handless because, part, the handless part only comes in because... Because you were right when you said he heard him crying. Mm-hmm. So he heard Dennis Quaid hears Jim Caviezel over the radio struggling with them, and that's when he shoots his hand. Yes. So that's why his hand no. gets shot. Yes. No, that's not when he shoots his hand. The guy comes in and attacks Dennis Quaid. He comes into his house and attacks him and says, now I'm going to go after your family. And he goes up into the mom's room, into right. his wife's room, and is going to, like, kill her little johnny comes in and screams as he's on top of her as he's on top of her and dennis quaid is trying to escape he like gets the key picked down or whatever it is because he's going to go after him yes and the guy runs down the stairs and then he takes johnny as takes johnny he um, takes little johnny hostage yes so so what I'm saying is, he was either going, because he attacked in the 60s, because he attacked Dennis Quaid's family, it has nothing to do with Caviezel in the 90s. He's going to get shot in the face, shot in the hand, shot in the knee, shot in the whatever. And so he's going to lose a hand or a foot or however however that's going to play out in the 60s. That's going to happen. That's separate and apart from anything in the 90s. How does he, how does he get out of that scene where he's got the son, he's choking the son, and Dennis mom like jumps on him. She like she like jumps on him from like the stairs. Okay, and then he drops Johnny, and then Dennis Quaid shoots him. Right. So I guess our argument, or so he hasn't lost the hand in the time he wouldn't have been a detective for other reasons, but not because he lost the hand. No, I'm not saying he wouldn't be a detective because he lost his hand. I would. I'm saying his name is 
He is yeah, known. Yeah, no, I agree. Right, he's known. So he would hand or otherwise. Right. Whether whether his hand remained intact I, no, or I, otherwise, he would not have remained in Boston and worked as a private investigator because right. he'd be wanted for the murder. I, of I, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but he would have had his hand at that for that timeline until. Well, I think the problem is is the end. Both fights are happening mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah. so yeah. it's. In a sense, it's how realistically, I guarantee if the writers and director were thinking about it, how they're getting around the paradoxes, they're happening at the same time, so what is really affecting time right mm-hmm. now? Because if both events are happening at the exact same time. Right. But he wouldn't have come into the future and had the fight at all. Yes. There we would have know, only been the past But fight. we know everything had to travel time, just like the wallet had to be hidden because it had to live through time. So to Matt's point, he had to live 30 years as right. a wanted person in the city in Boston he, like hey I'm hiding in plain sight yeah he would have had to change name move, yeah so it's a paradox been, yeah he, um, he could have been P.I. What, Underhill what should have happened is in that fight as he's fighting Caviezel what should have happened is like he could it would have made more sense and I think it would have fixed the paradox if he like watches his hand um disappear and then like he disappears not at, not I don't mean from existence he just disappears from the house because he wouldn't have been there. And yes. then maybe they go to him and he's in some like old person's home under a different name or something. Right. I don't like that, that might have made more sense. That, that would have... Because you're right. Because the problem is that once he got shot in the... Yes, his hand would still disappear, but he still wouldn't have stayed around. Yeah. Unless... As soon as as soon as soon he was discovered to be the murderer of all these women... But was he, he, was he ever discovered to be the murderer? Well, they found... they fa- Well, he was at least wanted. Because they would have... They found the, the tokens... In his apartment, and Dennis Quaid was. And like, they would have found more too. Yeah. Now, when when Jim Caviezel talks to him in the bar, did does he reference the Nightingale? I mean, does does Jack Shepard talk about the Nightingale cases at all? No. He, well, no, he does. He's like he says, "I'm working the Nightingale case. We found the very first one." Or, no, 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 no. Shepard. Shepard. Oh, when Shepard. So we don't know. We technically, what could have happened is. Despite Dennis Quaid the, was the murderer, and he like punched him. No, despite the shooting, <laughs> was yes, the, all that stuff came through, but it was all viewed as like like one of those things where they couldn't really try oh, him, yeah. and he became a PI because he couldn't be on the force anymore. Right. But he technically wasn't convicted of anything either. Yeah, maybe there wasn't enough to convict him. That I mean, sure, but they didn't bother with the they didn't bother with any kind of scenes like. Newspaper clippings of a court case, and they sure, like, they sure implied that that was plenty to convict him. Yeah, they if there had been some newspaper clipping, I would go with that. You, got, I would, I would agree with you guys. If there had been, because we saw constantly saw newspaper clippings, right? If there had been newspaper clipping of like, oh, the Nightingale murder gets or, off, or, or even, or even if they just mentioned it in the bar, yeah, like, well, yeah, they thought I had some connection to it, but I, it was, yeah. I was found innocent. I feel like they did. The if they, if they just or he could have done this. Um, they could have warped the magic a little bit, and as he comes in to attack Caviezel, he could say, I don't know why I have two memories of different yeah. things happening in my life, but I know they revolve around you. Yeah. I mean, just a one throwaway line, right. like, and, and it would have solved the so, whole thing. The magic transpires into his memories. Yeah. My, my next question is, what on earth was the TV show about? You said there was a TV oh, show. Oh, it's, it's similar, It's but it's a female cop, and she's talking to her dad. So it's like a buddy cop TV show to well, talk through time and solve, yeah, I mean, and solve crimes that way? I, like, I'm not sure if she's trying to stop her dad's... I'm not sure if she's trying to stop her dad's murder, like her dad dies, and she's trying to stop it, or Solve what. it from the future and solve it for the past and work together. Yeah, but it was something like that. But it only lasted like a season on the CW. That's fine. There's, there's plenty of... I mean, cold case... Used to be, I don't even know if that still exists anymore, but... It probably does on TBS. During that time of, like, there was seven different CSIs, yeah. you know, CSI no, Barbados. No, honestly, it seems like something that would work because it does seem like the twist of having... Even if it wasn't about, like, solving one of their cases, of just having two people wor- working together at different times to help solve either past cases or current cases, whichever one the cop was at, <laughs> would be interesting. The yeah. episode... the. The thing, a police detective in 2016 discovers she's able to communicate with her father via ham radio, despite the fact that he died in 1996. Mm-hmm. And it went 13 episodes. I don't Ooh. like in time travel Is movies. her dad also a cop? Uh, a fireman, I hope. Or a paramedic, or <laughs> something like that. 
I don't like in time travel movies when you go back in time and visit yourself. Mm-hmm. So I also don't like that he talked to himself over the radio. And didn't give himself Yahoo stock tips. I, it just something just okay. seems Okay, so you're going to you're going to hate you're going to hate Bill and Ted. It seems it seems per, it seems like you're causing Seems like paradoxes. it should be a pa- cause a paradox when you're talking to yourself. Same matter yeah. doesn't can't occupy the same space. Yeah. Um anything else to Granted, add? Granted he didn't inter- he knew that the child was him, but the child did not necessarily Well, know. the good old argument of uh, was this time travel movie? Um, it falls in the same it, context of Lake House. Lake to House, me, exactly. to me, the only thing is the only, to me. Well, first, well, we'll do this. For, okay, uh, first thing is to me, it's the same concept of Lake House in the sense. The only thing is, I would say time is affected. You more. have much more lives and deaths yes. on the line in this movie. Right. They um, utilize the time travel. I was also going to say. An action movie has more life and death than a romantic comedy? A thriller. A thriller. I wouldn't say it's an action movie. Oh, okay, thriller, yeah. Dave, was, Dave saw a fireball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes. Um, okay, so my question is, why do... Not everyone has to, but why does the general public like this movie more than Lake House? Action. Um, better chemistry between the uh, characters? I would just say that there's action. I wouldn't say that. I would say... Because I was going to say, honestly... My, I think the my, movie was better done, too. I think the movie is better done. I also think the story was more... Because even if there were... Because, I mean, realistically, other than the, the the fireman scene in the very... In the in the first, like, 30 minutes, and then the fight in the last 20, there's not really action in that movie, really. Yeah. It was a... Seven, the Lake House was a ro- romant, or romantic movie, I think, that wasn't really that romantic. So, well, it's yeah. not going to appeal to the super romantic, but it's also, if you're looking for a good action movie or time travel, it wasn't really that either. Right, wait, this one, I was going to say, the mystery itself, I think, even them just working together to solve it and figure yes. out how it was more intriguing and intriguing. more engaging, like, you're like, yeah. oh, Lake House is like, uh, almost like a glorified Hallmark film in comparison to this is like a dumbed down seven. By yeah. the way, uh, so the um, uh, frequency <laughs> had a seventy and an eighty-one percent uh, uh, um, critics to oh. audiences, respectively. Okay. Um, the Lake House thirty-five and seventy-three. Oh, wow. uh, oh, so audiences enjoyed Lake House seventy-three versus eighty-one. No, audiences enjoyed Lake House, but not as much as they enjoyed Frequency. I know, but pretty close, seventy-three to eighty-one. Okay. So, um, but critics were much quicker. And, to and I should I should make a correction. Apparently, I said with respect to the lake house that my wife um, liked the movie. She didn't like the movie. She thought it was uh, okay. <laughs> Even though I I swear she was like before we watched the movie, she was like I like the lake house. And then once we got into it, maybe her opinion changed with frequency. She was like, I'm not really feeling like watching it. It wasn't that she hated it, but she's like, I'm feeling like it. And then we watch it, and she, we're about 15 minutes. She's like, I'm in. I like this movie. So, so, so next week, are we gonna have a correction? Like, her her before and life? after on Frequency and Lake House were kind of the opposites, but gotcha. but she was like, what? I did not like the Lake House. She hollered at me. Damn it! So we're making a, four, a fourth of our listeners upset with us. I thought I thought I was uh, I thought I was on the woman's side with liking the Lake House, but ah, yeah. see now that's two wives. I know. Jimmy right. liked it though, right? She or, liked it. So yeah. two two wives. My wife liked it. Two wives so. for it. And two wives. Well, and one wife no, was kind of eh, no. Okay, it. two wives and Dave for it, and then. Three men and two wives against it. Well, yes. no, I, I don't. I, one, I might have to, one of those is neutral. You know what? I want to come back every week and have a new like <laughs> uh, thing because I wouldn't say that my mom was or my mom, my wife was Whoa. against. Whoa. Oh, hey, you, Doctor Freud. Hey, you, Doctor Freud. <laughs> I wouldn't say my wife was against it. She just so so Dan. So Donnie does things weird when people call people daddy and but bed. mommy. But mommy, a <laughs> okay. That's what we just learned. Wait, wait, that's weird. Uh, she was just not. Well, she just didn't like it. Like your wives and Dave liked it. Yeah, I did like it. Um, so let's go with frequency then. What what was our what was our take? I, I I I to me it is something where if you don't, I mean. For the most part, it does cover itself. And as we talked about before, mm-hmm. most time travel movies, if you start trying to go really hard, you're going to find problems because you're messing with something that is 
Fake. Can I make one other comment? What yeah. was the deal with all the slow motion falling shots? They like to do that like something would fall in the past. Slow motion and something else would I fall. I did notice that. Yeah. Like his, his, uh, Fireman's hat's like falling slowly, and then something else is falling slowly. I think here. it was obviously symbolism, but yeah. yeah. But they did that like two or two, maybe three times. Yeah, um, it was like, but it had something to do with the connection too, because they'd have things falling at the same time, right. and I think it was to emphasize that somehow they were. They I, were I think connected it was, I, I think it was the, just sort of the connection of like the you know, it's one of those ideas of I mean they do it in all sorts of movies mm. where I don't know if they did exactly in this where like a cup could be falling in the sixties and all of a sudden you see that someone dropped a plate all yeah. of a sudden in modern times and across the world and across the world. Well, I remember this one was the there was the helmet and the cup. The yeah. cup was spilled and the helmet scratching, and then there was oh, like a baseball was, fell. He was dreaming. And his dad was coming down to visit him. And did, did he knock something didn't, off during the, the dream? Didn't the ham radio fall Some, in? Wait, what? When was somebody dreaming? During his while, during his sleep when Who's he... sleep? Gyllenhaal. While he was sleeping. Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal? Jake? What are you talking about? Jake? Uh, whatever the guy is. Caviezel? Caviezel. Okay. okay, so Dol Caviezel works. Okay. <laughs> while Caviezel was sleeping... He was dreaming or having his memory changed of envisioning himself oh, at the okay. funeral. Was there a slow motion shot there? No, there's another shot where he's. Uh, oh, when the um, when Dad knocks off the ham radio, yeah. I think he drops a baseball. Yes. Oh, okay. That was another one. But okay. overall, I think this movie is fun. I think it's good. It's enjoyable. I, it's hard press for me. I mean, I feel like I have to get really nitpicky for me to find. Mm-hmm. Too, uh, too much stuff super negative about this movie. I think yeah. if you just watch it, it's really fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, good good story overall with the mystery. The characters are both likable and interesting. Yeah. It has some issues of its time, you know, but all movies have tropes, but obviously dodging fireballs, you mentioned him always wearing black, the cop who's an alcoholic. Um, so, so some of it's a little tropey. Oh, all... You mentioned the cops alcoholic. Yeah. Um, yes, alcoholism is a, alcoholism is a disease. The fact that his dad and his mom didn't die is not going to keep him from being alcoholic. He's going to be an alcoholic. Wait, he just might not drink as much yeah. at a young age. Yeah, he may not choose to experiment with a healthy home life around him. Yeah. That's that's like I mean, it's one of those things where he might never he might always have it in him, but when he only has a sure. beer or two at the family picnic. He might never really get into... Before the softball game? Before, yeah. yeah, before binging at bars because he's depressed. Yeah. I mean, that might be some of the difference. Yeah. By the way, I did like... Sorry. I know we're trying to get it up. But I did like he goes to the bar Matt to celebrate. Matt did not want this to end, by the way. <laughs> no. I like he goes to the bar to celebrate, like, to remember his dad. They all go. And then it's like, his dad's... Oh, but he saved his dad. So it's like, okay, what's going to be... Nope, your dad still died ten years ago. We're still here going to commemorate his yeah. death. <laughs> It's just an ever more complex plot to save his father. Dad, you're killed. You're killed by a runaway train now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, what if? What, what if the mom issue never came into play and it was just more like the rest of the movie was him trying to form, just turns into like a big uh, dare, say no to drugs movie, where it's just about how smoking kills you and about him trying to give him information about how smoking's bad. He's, he listen. He's Jesus, so he came to save. No, I think it, I think it'd be awesome if it was a time travel final destination. Okay, Dad. Now here's what happens. This is how you die today. <laughs> Every day he has to save himself from a different death. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a movie. I uh, liked the movie as a movie. I thought it was a well done movie. Yeah. yeah, it had its stuff like the gasoline not on fire. But I have the same complaint as Lake House where it, they are using time travel, but it's not a time travel movie. They're talking across time to alter time. Yeah. So it is. I know it's time travel, but to me, it's not what I think of as a time travel movie. Yeah. It's more we have a tool that allows us to influence influence time, and that's what facilitates our action movie versus the movies being about time travel. Yeah, this movie is definitely not about time travel. It's it's only right. a device in the movie. So I have a hard time considering it a time travel movie, just like, I don't know, a movie that's got someone that gets shot is not a necessarily a murder movie even though someone getting murdered in the movie is part of the plot. Yeah. So yeah, this is a somewhat major part but it's more just a tool to be able to 
Yeah. Have this. But again, I think we've. I, I, Would you call this a murder movie? His dad's killed by our fire. Our listeners are going to be like, you guys always have this discussion. Yeah. I, if I, we I, only did time travel movies that were based like on time travel, there's very. His yeah. dad's killed by fire, then by cancer. His mom is killed by a murderer. Is this yeah. a murder movie? I thought it was a farming movie because I saw some plants. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this movie. Eva enjoyed this movie. She hadn't seen it before and she was kind of surprised. She's like, how come I haven't seen this? I don't know if Frequency was a big talked about movie. I was going to say, I didn't even know about Frequency until I think I watched it on VHS. Or maybe it was DVD. When was this movie made? Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. I don't know. 90, anyway. It was like 90s. Like, like 99 or 2001 or something yeah, like that. I mean, like I right, on, right, right around there, though. So, I mean... I mean, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know about this movie in theaters. I saw this movie for the first time on, at someone's house on t- on TV. Like, yeah. or like yeah. they had it. It, it had really a it had a budget of thirty one million and it made forty five million in the U S. So, so no, that's that's good. That's I mean, decent numbers. No, but I'm saying it's not a big hit. I mean, it's profitable, but as you said, not a big. Hit. Oh right, yeah. No, that's was, why we didn't have frequency too. That's why we have frequency the TV show on the CW. Yeah, yeah. But overall, fifteen it was, years it was later, a good movie. It's definitely a good movie. It didn't it didn't definitely live up to its out. audience potential that it should have had based on how good it was. Yeah, definitely opinion. better than Lake House, if you ask me. Yeah, we I are asking so. you. Definitely better. Than okay. This is this is actually a podcast devoted only to our opinions. It's Dave, amazing. what about what do you think? Better than Lake House because you loved Lake House. Yeah, I like the Lake House and I like this more. Yeah, this is excellent. This movie. is his first movie that we've done so far, and Lake House is number two, or actually one A. <laughs> They're tied. I, I think this movie's great. I would give it an awesome or an awe, if you will. Yeah, um, I think it's. I mean, I think it's just a good movie. It's a good movie to if it's if you're flipping the channels and it's on. It's a good movie to stop and watch. It's a good movie to put on while you're cleaning, and it's a good movie just to sit and watch. Like yeah, you, but don't drop it in the middle. I think it'd be confusing. Well, if you've seen it, no. If you've never oh, yes. seen it, don't. But if I mean, there, if it's something that you've seen before, if there was a frequency too, would you watch it? No, I would. I mean, I would have to see what it was about ultimately, and who was I in go, it. So. I wouldn't go out to watch it if there was a frequency two on TV. I'd probably watch it. Well, we watch the movies so you don't have to, but I would say in this case, you don't have to watch it, but it would be worth your time to watch. Yeah, and I'd say if you have a good cast in a frequency too, like a really strong cast, I would, and it's like Marvel's frequency, I'd probably watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I love Jillian Hall in this movie. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> Um, Christopher else? Nolan directed Christian Bale as <laughs> as the kid and Michael Caine as his dad. So if we can have Pokemon yeah. Frequency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Raichu talks to Pikachu before he evolved. Alright, you guys are way off in of left field. I'm going to end it now. We're off in of left field. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Awesome of Podcasts. If you enjoy us, please tell a friend and rate or review us on iTunes. This has been a Carry Around a Production.